Hey, it's Yola Kali. What's up? You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. You are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, in Little Village. My name is Oscar, and I'm joined by. My name's Gerardo. And. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and uh, what's up, everyone? Thanks for listening. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing uh, nostalgia. Yeah, you know, that little thing that takes you right back to that sweet place back in time? Yeah, that's definitely what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, Gerardo, do you want to go ahead and uh, give us your definition of uh, nostalgia? You know, nostalgia is something that brings me back memories. And, you know, I, I, I love nostalgia. When, like, when you think about it, you, you, just, you have good memories of it. And Good memories indeed. I definitely agree with that. For me, nostalgia is something that would, like, take you back to that place where it's like, you know, it's something you run into. Like for me, for instance, an instance of nostalgia is when you run into something that you haven't seen or heard or done in a while. And you're like, hey, you know what? I really like this. Why did I stop? Or rather, like, where did it all go? You know, and it's just traveling back. You want to maybe share something real quick that you find nostalgic? Mm, well, something that I find nostalgic is um, cartoon designs that I see, like, in people's shirts. Like, I see little kids wearing them but they don't know what they are. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I tell them the story of, you know, a design they have on their shirt or something. Yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying. And I also get that the character design as well for cartoons, especially because I know something that's uh, especially prevalent for today's times is that, uh, I, I guess, um, for instance, I know that there's a network, Cartoon Network, you know, I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with here. Mm-hmm. Um Growing up, I'm pretty sure that everyone's seen quite a few um, cartoons on their show, on their channel. And uh, I know, for one, that the art style is actually pretty much more or less main. It's it's mainstream now, or it's like uh, they, they've streamlined the animation process compared to what we had back then. At least in my opinion, I think so. Because back then, I used... To I believe that the artwork was unique to certain shows, whereas now it's just... Uh, I mean, everything looks more or less kind of like Adventure Time for me, but that's just my two cents. What do you think about that? It's cool. I mean, it's your mind. Your mind gets creative. and Yeah, you know. well, that, that's for sure. I guess, you know, like it's, it's definitely a creative art style. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I just got uh, that, that's the only thing I just wanted to contribute to the table is that, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's a familiar art style. And I guess, you know, if it works for them, it works. You know, it's definitely a. It's a cool thing, but uh, here, here's something to like uh, turn the tables here. Going back to the definition of nostalgia, do you think that uh, nostalgia itself is something that has to have be relevant to the past per se, specifically the past, like let's say pre two thousands, or do you believe that nostalgia could be something that takes you back? It could be something of a personal like feeling, like let's say that for me, maybe something nostalgic is like, I don't know. Uh, like a song I heard two years ago, you know? 
Yes. No, 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 it's older, but what do you think about that? No, what I think is um something nostalgic is like in someone. Like it doesn't have to be old, like it doesn't have to be from the 1980s. It has to be part of someone's like you know, someone has their own nostalgic thing. They could it could be a picture, it could be a toy, it could be anything, a song, a movie. But do you think everybody's going to have the same thing or do you think everyone's going to have something different? Uh everyone has their different yeah, and why is that? Well, you know, every person has their own story, so that's why. Their own story? What yeah. do you mean? Like, everyone's gonna... I mean, I'm sure that... I, I'm just, like, begging the question here, but, uh, like, everyone has their own, like, like their own life. I'm sure that they live, their own life that they, they've experienced, well, prior to what it is now, of course, then... I'm not, I'm not gonna try and set it up like their life's over, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, um... Yeah, I get what you're saying. Everyone has everyone has their past and what they've done, what they've experienced. Everyone's grew up differently. I'm not going to say that. Like me, everyone grew up with their eyes taped to a television. I'm sure that there are people out there who would have preferred to play a board game with their family growing up or maybe went to the park more or maybe just like chilling on the couch with their dog. I don't know what they do, but everybody's had something different growing up. And right. I guess that's not something that just like... It not only adds to our uniqueness, but it also creates that sense of nostalgia when you go back that everybody can, you know, everybody has a different a different idea of nostalgia when they look back. Again, you know, we all know what the, the definition is for the word, more or less similar, similarly, but um, the experience for us is what makes it unique. And I, that's something I think is really cool. Real quick, do you want to share with us something nostalgic from your past? Hmm, something nostalgic? Yeah, like, for instance, for me... Uh, when I was growing up, I, I, you know, I, I kept my eyes glued to the TV. This guy right here would play Sly Cooper all the time, and I would replay that game over and over. And I guess that that game for me is something nostalgic. You better believe I was really excited when they brought it back remastered. What about you? What's something you did in your childhood, maybe that you probably still do now, or wish you could go back to? Oh, uh, I wish I could go back. Um, go back to um playing in my GameCube. I used to have a GameCube when I was a little kid, and I would go with my little cousins and my nephews, and we would be playing um, 007, 007. 007? Oh, yeah. my God. Are you talking about GoldenEye? Uh, no, I don't... Skyfall. Skyfall. Well, okay, because I'm pretty sure GoldenEye was only on the 64. I know that was a classic. Yeah, I was playing double, 007, and we would like play multiplayer, me and my cousin. We would... Like, have fights of you cheated or you know yeah like screen peeking and all that quit looking at my screen yeah yeah the classic split screen dilemma there <laughs> <laughs> wow that is nuts well well we're just gonna go ahead and uh take a uh small break so you guys can listen to a skit we got here it's super cool i hope you guys enjoy it so much hey let's dip to the skateboard park after school i just got a new skateboard and it's sick let's roll man bet that skateboard looking pimping we're gonna be styling today, looking real fresh. We gotta pop out to my crib first, cause it's there. Radical, man. Uh, Alright guys, we can go now. Whoa, man. That deck is looking real dank. Can we take it out for a spin when we get there? Yeah, homie. At least one short ride. Y'all already know, dogs. Let's go before we get jacked, though. Full shizzle, man. bro i hope so after we're done we can pop back to my crib to catch up on some fresh episodes of full house and my mom's ordering that good za you got it dude whatever happened to predictability the milkman 
And hello, everybody. We are right back. But just for a short time, we want to thank you for listening. And we would like to share with you a few soundscapes from fellow students here in Your Story, Your Way. Please enjoy them. Shoot with my bare hands! 
I'm Optimus Prime, and I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. We are here. We are waiting. Hello everyone and welcome back. And those there were some soundscapes from our fellow students here at Yolokali. We hope you enjoyed them because I know I certainly did. What do you think about them, Gerardo? I did. I loved it so much. It was so creative and I just like how they were very detailed. Let's get back to our topic, nostalgia. Yeah, for reals though. But they were so cool. Moving on to nostalgia though, let's go ahead and dive into movies. Because you know, I myself, I find myself, I'm like a cinema geek when it comes to films. Uh, I know that, uh, let's see, I know a certain movie for me that uh, takes me back was um, The Extraterrestrial. Most people know it as E.T. No, I, like, I like that movie right there. Um, something cool about it was that at the time, that I mean, at that time right there, I was convinced I was staring at an alien, at a... And, uh, and, uh, I'm not even sure what it was. I'm not even sure what species it is. I'm not even going to pretend to know. All I know is we were staring at an alien throughout the whole movie. This kid here, he's hiding it from his parents, or at least he tries to. And then he's got the government chasing him down and all this crazy stuff going on. I'm a kid here staring at this TV like, what the heck is going on? I mean, I, I'm convinced that this, this, this could be real, but again, you know... This is a credit to the movie at the Times. They, they made a really good... They did a really good job producing this film. I mean, um, and on top of that, this cool side note, you know, the voice for E.T., believe it or not, was actually voiced by a woman. I believe that she achieved, uh, if I re if I remember correctly, she achieved that voice, but, uh, I, you know, that raspy E.T. voice through, you know, herself um, through years of, you know, I, I imagine that she was a heavy smoker. Not that we endorse that, but, uh, you know, it was super cool that uh, <laughs> that she was able to pull that off. You know, I was convinced that that was like this is some extraterrestrial talking alien in this film. But uh, before I go ahead and take everything over, what, what movie takes you back? You know, oh, a movie that takes me back is um, it's Toy Story. Like, I like how like it's it's just it's easier your toys and they're coming yeah. to life, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what's there not to and like as a kid um, makes you like. Play with your toys and think of them like if they were alive too. Oh my God, yes! I remember <laughs> I thought it would be so cool after seeing that movie. It's like, what if my toys were alive? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if they had thoughts of their own? What if, like, their whole like life revolved around me playing with them? And I remember that after, after seeing that film right there, that uh, you know, I was able to um, like I don't know, in a way, I almost sympathized with my toys. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to play with you guys. Yeah, you know, I'm going to spend some time with you guys. But uh, personally, um, you know, just they were fun to play with overall. I just play with them anyways. But um, I, I also know. like because um the the evolution of what's his name? Andy, how he changed. Oh, yes. Yeah. How they followed him along. Right. Yeah. So he was like a he was a kid. And when he first received Woody, and then he's he's as the movies progress, he got Toy Story two. He's gotten a bit older, right? Yes. And then what is it? Toy Story three, where he's going to college. Yeah, and then he has to give his toys away to uh, a little girl. That that was sad. Yeah, I, I bet that made you tear up. Yeah. yeah, it's almost as though these movies like, as as though like they were following, uh, you know, the the kids that the movies were for. Like like maybe you've seen this movie as a kid. 
And now that you're, you know, you're older, Andy's going to college, it's like, oh, my God, it's almost like me and Andy, like, are almost the same age, more or less. If you grew up, you know, watching Toy Story as I did, it was crazy because that's that's something that I felt like the movie was following its audience with them, you know, like to understand that. Um, what do you think about that? Not just that, but Andy himself, he has nostalgia with especially with those toys. He had to give them away to that little girl. And remember this part in Toy Story 3 where he holds um, Woody and and buzz lightyear and he's looking at them like when before he goes to college like like where he has to pick one to take and he was thinking of all those good memories yeah and he he just couldn't pick one yeah he just couldn't like rather than pick one i think correct me if i'm wrong he just left them all right yeah well except for when he went to summer camp oh no actually that was toy story 2 i think he was debating (laughs) on taking woody but he left them there because of that broken arm. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Bye, Woody. Bye. Oh, my God. Yeah, but b- moving beyond that now, because I, I think we pretty much established that we love Toy Story here. Why is it, though, that we like it? I mean, we pretty much made it quite evident that it's probably because it followed us throughout our childhood. But are there any special elements in the film that perhaps, you know, make it nostalgic for you besides the fact that, hey, I watched it when I was a kid? For me personally, something would be like it reminded me of myself. Obviously, I'm a kid. I'm playing with toys. My folks popped the movie on. I'm like, there's another kid right there. He's playing with toys. Except this kid's toys are live. I'm definitely going to sit through this. <laughs> I was scared, honestly. Like when I went to sleep, I was scared. Because remember this part where there's like the baby with spider legs? Yeah, that, yeah that, the that, baby that. head. I was scared to sleep and then wake up and seeing like some sort of baby walking towards me with creepy legs oh i mean i'm personally i'm slightly and you know like uh and 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 i had thoughts on what 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 would the toys do when i was asleep so that's why i was scared after the movie toy story like i I I have slight like arachnophobia so i could get like how that (laughs) that spider baby right there would come off as creepy especially because it was missing like an eye or whatnot yeah and let's not even get into like all the controversy over that baby and all the supposed creepiness behind the movie but uh i know that if a toy were to come back to life the last thing on my mind would be a spider baby. It'd be more like Chucky <laughs> or something. And then again, for a creepy movie about a doll that comes back and I don't know if you'll call it revenge. I think he's just like going out of his way to, I mean, obviously not just entertain us, but like he's just like he indiscriminately takes lives for a, for a creepy little doll. And I know that as a kid, that was a film that, again, I... As I grew up, I'd happen to seen it, and I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. It was pretty well. It has a. Uh, I imagine that for a movie with a cult following, there's reasons why it hasn't gone away. It's because it's some people. Some people find it enjoyable, and I just happen to be one of those who finds it to be a classic, regardless of how silly the concept may look. Uh, so yeah, basically, growing up, I imagine something creepy for me would be seeing a Chucky doll walking down my door. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started with that. Um, in regards to like Chucky, like me, that that was my that was my fear. There's a movie that I found creepy back when I was a kid. Now I'm gonna pretend that we didn't just say that your your fear was a spider baby. That may be the creepiest thing in Toy Story. But do you have another fear as a kid that you had that maybe you seen in a movie? Oh, I had a lot of fears. I mean, as a kid, I will I will go to my brother's room and he will be watching scary movies. They were like, "No, get out of here!" But I was like, oh, oh, "No, why? I'm not gonna be scared." And they were watching The Exorcist. Uh, she started puking. I started to cry. My fear was like, 
to get the an exorcism. I was just scared because she was puking. Well, yeah, I, I imagine. I I haven't. Me personally, I'm guilty. I don't think I finished that film. Not because I couldn't, but because I just never got around to doing so. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just um, personally, I think something like that, something as creepy as that, or as ugly as that, because I imagine she like what she twisted her head every so often and puked around. It was pretty gross. Yeah. But oh. something as visually as like appealing as that for you know. The, for the at the time the CGI and all those effects they had was pretty cool and for a kid your age I imagine when you saw it oh. that that seemed almost lifelike or real I couldn't sleep but uh, uh no. yeah <laughs> I imagine I wouldn't be able to sleep through that either <laughs> unless you float out of your bed and start puking <laughs> everywhere but fun fact going back to uh the Chucky topic did you know that the uh, murderer or rather the serial killer who embedded his soul into the doll Chucky was actually based from Chicago Yep, that was pretty much confirmed in the second movie through Child's Play 2. So I thought that was pretty cool. Some local local history right there. <laughs> That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. It's also interesting because I because I live here. <laughs> and that that went down okay, here. Now so I'm scared. Little, yeah, you better be. <laughs> You're not even worried about the doll anymore. It's Charles Lee Ray himself going down your door. Oh no. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll stop. But uh Let's uh let's keep the conversation going a little longer because I actually do want to bring up something here. Um, so going back, obviously I I could tell you about all the VHS tapes I had, but I'm curious about you, Gerardo. Did you own any VHS movies when you were a kid? You know, no. Wait, what? What's a VHS? A VHS. Oh well, that's that's a di- that's a different format that w- that we used to play. Uh, you know, uh, media in it was uh, like a cartridge like um, media. It's not disc based, but I I, I won't uh, I won't stress those details too much. Um, but yeah, just um, moving along though, we'd uh, we'd like to share an interview we uh, made with uh, with a local student of ours here at Your Story Your Way, and uh, we hope that uh, you enjoy it. Thank you so much. Hello, my name is Jerry. Uh, what's a throwback song that you generally enjoy listening to? Uh, uh, one of the few songs that has been stuck in my head recently. I think of it as a uh, as a throwback because it's a it's a song that was played throughout, I guess, like my childhood. Well, the throwback song would be a uh, a song from like Beastie Boys or like Backstreet Boys, or even then like hip hop artists who or, who are now with us today, like um like Tupac or Biggie or something like that. Yeah. Then what was your first game console that you owned? My first game console was the Sega Genesis. I had uh, Sonic Hedgehog 1 and Sonic, he- Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, and I also had a couple other games for the Sega. But, but after Sega, I had a Nintendo 64. And then uh, what's your favorite childhood cartoon? My favorite childhood cartoon would be Tom and Jerry. If not, it would be anything that is currently on the Boomerang channel, which is basically the old Cartoon Network uh, cartoons. So like Dexter's Laboratory, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, and stuff like that. Um, Did you have any favorite childhood snack? I never really had a favorite childhood snack because I was more of a fruit person. Um, But if it was like a snack, like like junk food, it would be uh, uh, the Crybabies. 
the crybabies are it's like this colorful bubble gum they come in different colors each color uh, is, is depends like on a flavor my favorite one was always the the yellow or the green one because they're the sourest um, but yeah and I don't eat those as much anymore but those were something from my childhood the crybabies what's a, your favorite classic film uh, would be between two. One is more mature rated, and the other one is uh, like children friendly. Uh, the first one would be Clockwork Orange. Um, it's a timeless film, in my opinion, because even to this day, it, it can really correlate to any person or just humans in, in general, um, especially with the story of the main character. Uh, and then the other one would be uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is something that has been with me forever. Um, you know, the, the, the catchphrase, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is something that is just like so iconic. Uh, Michael Keaton is a great actor and just in general went on a writer on it. It's just amazing. But yeah, Beetlejuice and Clockwork Orange, definitely. What's an activity you used to do when you were younger? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good question. An activity I used to do when I was younger, uh, play video games all the time. <laughs> Riding my bike, so I still kind of do all of that, Just it's just less time, just because I, I'm pretty busy and I end up uh, doing it either video games or biking late night. If not, whenever I have a free day or just spare time, then I'll do that. Uh, so, do you have any discontinued treasures from your past that you remember? Well, I, I'm going to give you two answers. One discontinued thing that I stopped doing or uh, like collecting was Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards are still being made but I still kind of collect them. I don't buy them, but whenever I do run or like run across a Pokemon card, let's say I find one in the floor, which is very rare, or let's say I go to the arcade and I win some Pokemon cards, then that's the only time I'll collect Pokemon cards. As for something that is discontinued, that is treasured to me, I guess, or to people, that I miss would be, uh, I don't know if this is true, but the Lego, the Lego Bi Bionicle figures, I used to collect those. But that was when I was very, very little, and they were amazing. I would always collect the mask, I would always get the different editions, and I would always sometimes try to put them, like two Bionicles together and then make one big one. It's like, wow, it's bigger. Uh, but I don't know if they still make them, but if they do, that's amazing. Uh, they're pretty fun to make and to play around with. And then uh, finally, what's your idea of nostalgia? Uh, my idea of nostalgia is something or someone or just in general like a force or energy that makes you remember of your past. It could be something good, it could be something bad, it could be something in between. But all in general, it should remind you of something that you used to do or used to love or probably just in general, it was a pet peeve, you know? But uh, in nostalgia is just a sensation, a feeling of feeling in the past, of going back in time. Because essentially you do go back in time because you you come across memories, and within, and within these memories, you always re you have something from the past that, that makes you travel back in time. Not physically, but like internally in, in your emotions, you do. You go back in time and try to remember. But yeah. Hello, everyone, and we're back. And we want to just remind you that you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago. 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. What's up? All right. And we're going to go ahead and uh, let you listen to another one of our interviews we have here from a local student here at Your Story Your Way. 
Her name is Melissa, and please do give her all your attention. Thank you so much. Uh, so can you start off by giving us your name? My name is Melissa. Uh, so what's a throwback song that you enjoy listening to? Creep by Radiohead. Is there any particular reason why? No, it's just, it sounds good. Did you ever have like a first game console that you had? Yeah. What was it? DS. Do you remember what game you generally played with? Super Mario Bros. Um, what's your favorite childhood cartoon? Arthur. And I see. Um, is there any snack that you like to eat when you were little? Like, no, they all exist. Um, what's a classic film you like watching? I don't know if Edward Scissorhands is considered a classical film, but it's it's nice. Christmas classic. theme, I guess. Uh, would you have changed anything about it if you could? My childhood? Oh, no, the... <laughs> no, Edward Scissorhands. No, I think it's pretty good like that. Um, what's a discontinued treasure from your past? I don't know. Like, you know those silly bands? Mm. Yeah, they don't wear them anymore, and I'm mad. Uh, would you bring them back? Hell yeah. Um, and then what's an activity you used to do when you were younger? Um, street soccer, you know? Like, yeah. You would call all those kids up, and yeah, they're not there anymore. And then, uh, what's your idea of nostalgia? Nostalgia? Something that brings you good memories from the past. So, yeah. All right, and we're back once more. We just want to share with you briefly one more audio piece that we, um, well, one more interview, I'm sorry, that we uh, have here. And uh, this is from a local student from Your Story, Your Way, again. And his name is Emilio. Please do give him your attention. Thank you. Hi, can you start off with your name first, please? Uh, my name is Emilio. Okay, Emilio. So what is a throwback song that you enjoy? Kiss me through the phone. By who? So would your boy tell him. Okay, so what was your favorite childhood cartoon or snack? Well, my favorite uh, cartoon was definitely Power Puffs, you know. Would you recommend the cartoon? Uh, not the new ones. Like Cartoon Network now is just being too soft. Well, any TV shows nowadays. Okay, what's an activity you used to do when you were younger? play outside with my friends and like go bike and everything what was your first game console and title well my first game console was a Wii which was part of Nintendo oh, so what was yeah. the game called well it was basically in the game I mean the console you know it came with the console it was a uh, Wii Sports okay familiar with that game will you recommend the people to that game uh well definitely uh because you know it's not a meme but the games were definitely pretty good Okay, so last question. What is a classic film that you used to like or that you're familiar with? Let me think about it. Um, favorite movie, man. Come on. Spit favorite out. movie. Spit it out. Definitely uh, the one with the little kids. Go, the little Emilio. rascals. There we go. Okay, Emilio. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emilio. You're welcome, guys. Say, I love and you. I want to say hi to my mom that's listening to this. And I love my mom. Say, I love you, mom. I love you, mom. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And we're going to go ahead and uh, go back to the nostalgia trip. I'm pretty sure you guys are looking forward to hearing some more about that. Um, so, moving along. Gerardo. Yes, yes. I know I'm starting to get a little snacky. What about you? Yes, me too. Yeah? Well, yeah. do you want to tell me about your favorite snack as a kid? Ooh. Mm, my 
favorite snack. Come on, everybody has a favorite snack they had as a kid. Don't lie. You probably still eat the Gerber food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little the little crunchy ones, you know they're good. <laughs> yeah. They're... <laughs> no, my favorite snack from the back. Um, they still exist. I mean, they were always chips. Well, yeah, I'm sure they still exist. We're not talking about asteroids here. Which, what? They actually brought back, by the way. I'm pretty excited about it. But before this turns into a promo about Asteroid, let's go back to the snacks. I know for me as a kid, one of my favorite things to eat was the Teddy Grahams. Those cookies were lit. They were awesome. (laughs) Uh, I used to like the yin yangs, those like sticks that you dip in. The yin yangs? Yeah. I think the cool kids call them the, what are they called? The little straw can, the little straws with the, they're covered in chocolate or strawberry in the tip. Oh, they're not covered. I think the ones you're talking about are just the sticks and you dip them yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, you dip yeah them. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the new ones are called. Oh. They're Pocky sticks, right? Pocky sticks. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And they're already like pre-dipped. Those yeah. are pretty good too, but they're a lot thinner. Yeah. Uh, I still prefer my union. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. I've had those. They're pretty good. What flavor do you like? Um, chocolate. I, I, I just like chocolate. You like the chocolate flavor? Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of chocolate, any old chocolate bars you used to eat as a kid? Mm, uh, Carlos V. You know that one? Carlos V. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. They yeah. sold those down in the local deli. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I mean, I know that uh, I'm probably going to sound like everybody else, but I love Hershey's. Hershey's? Yes. Especially the the milk chocolate. The, uh, it's my favorite. I'm not a big fan of dark. I like the almond one because the milk... Milk chocolate, like chocolate by itself, just dries my mouth. Yeah, it does. But then the almond gives it that extra crunch that you need. Yeah. Or the milk, not not just the milk chocolate or the almond chocolate, but uh, mm. cookies and cream. Oh, I don't care how oh. dry your mouth gets. That, oh, that I, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, cookies and cream. Oh, my God. How many, what, what other candies are cookies and cream? I can't even think of it besides chocolate bar. Um, I mean, I, I can't. Cookies and cream ice cream. Cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah, but which, which kid doesn't like ice cream? I mean, come on. <laughs> you'd have to be... You see the truck, kids start running to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how it is. You scream, ice cream, we all scream for, for ice cream. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's too bad they only took cash. I was a lame kid. I'd walk with plastic everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for sure, you know, I, I can imagine, like, you know, a lot all these snacks from my childhood that, like, you know, we enjoyed, and again, you know, regardless of what, when, or when we enjoyed it, or however we enjoyed it, we still, we still do it to this day, we still, we still, like, you know, enjoy it, regardless, it's snacks, it's, the flavor's not gonna taste, unless they do something dramatic, or they change something, now, I'm sure that there have been snack companies that change, like, ingredients or recipes every now and then, I know that, uh, what was it, there was, um, I think it was, Goger or somebody i don't remember who it was someone changed their ingredients to be healthier there we go toaster strudel i think they changed their their recipe to be a little more more authentic because i guess they admitted to having a lot of processed stuff in it mm-hmm. i'm not sure though i'm not certain nobody quote me on that though but um before we get carried away on snacks here and i start like you know creating a waterfall out of my mouth we're gonna go ahead and move on to another interview we have yes you listener how old are you well no matter how old you are I'm pretty sure at some point in your life, you've felt nostalgia, the vintage, the retro. Hi, my name is Adrian. I'm 17 years old, and I've been curious for the 90s for that reason. I found a special someone to talk about it. Logan Bay, Lumpin' Radio's director. 
He has a secret retro life. Let's hear about it. Hi, Logan. It's Adrian again. We met at the museum last week. Yes. Hey. Hello, Adrian. I was wondering if you'd be able to start off by telling us your name and what you do for a living. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Logan Bay. Um, I am the station director at Lumpen Radio, and I work at Mars Community Brewing and a bunch of other businesses in Bridgeport and on the south side of Chicago. I also heard you're a graphic designer. Where do you tend to draw inspiration from for the artwork that you do? Yeah, I am a graphic designer. I'm probably more freelancer than side jobs, and I've always done party flyers and stuff since I was younger um, and growing up throwing crazy parties. I get a lot of inspiration from other illustrators and pop artists and sources of art that I've seen growing up and things that I find interesting. I also noticed that you like to incorporate a lot of like 80s, 90s characters. Is there any specific ones that you actually like to uh, focus on? I use a lot of different characters in my work. It really depends on the audience um, for the projects I'm working on and kind of what the art direction is. So um, I've used everything from like Hello Kitty and like SpongeBob to like Barney and Tom and Jerry or even like Masters of the Universe. Um, I definitely draw references on that, but it kind of depends on the vibe. Um, whether I want something cute or something crazy or something weird and spacey. Is there any particular reason for why you started leaning towards 80s, 90s characters? Yeah, I think it talks to a certain audience. When I use characters and, and things from the past, um, I like that idea of there's kind of a shared vocabulary and pop language, and there's certain things and baggage that comes with that, which can be bad or good. And so I like to kind of reinterpretate or recontextualize characters and kind of put them in the mix to either show off things about them that I think people don't always think about or also just to kind of make myself laugh, you know, put them in weird situations. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of the word retro? Well, retro is kind of like looking to the past or things that are in the past, but it's also like an awareness of the past. So I think that's the... The interesting thing about it, it's, it's not truly the past, it's kind of an idealized or fictionalized version of the past. So when you're working on your artwork, is there any point of focus or any like usual thing that you focus on when you're working like on different art pieces? I just really try and think about how all the things work together and try and tell a story or at least set up a situation where um a viewer can kind of maybe there's a narrative thread through my pieces. I think a lot of my work is influenced by comic books and graphic novels. And so while it's still art, I do like to kind of have that that thread that you can actually read it. So there's an aesthetic value, but there's also kind of the narrative value in there too. Uh, I also know that you've done some work for the pop-up youth radio and it has a, you know, like retro vibe. What yeah. character did you base it on? The original pop-up youth radio was based off a garbage pail kid, which was a kid um, kind of unzipping their face and a skeleton was coming out. Um, and I like that kind of surprise aspect of it, so I kind of converted that character to a child, like, or a teen, uh, or whatever it is, a garbage pail kid, you know, a garbage pail kid unzipping their face and, like, out comes a satellite dish, so they're transmitting or they're part of, like, a radio. Those are some really, uh, in that's actually, like, a really interesting thing. Um, Especially since, you know, the Garbage Pail Kids at one time were, like, really shunned on. Is there any opinion that you have on that? Like, why people started shunning the Garbage Pail Kids and, like, the artists that created them? Well, it's, it's, that's like anything. There's always something that kids and 
weirdos are into that's gross or freaky, you know, the man or the squares or whatever, and I always be like, you can't, you can't do these weird, crazy, zany things. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like a weird trading card. You know, there were trading cards called like um, Dinosaurs Attack and Mars Attack that were like dinosaurs and Martians like murdering people and they're really gory but really kind of goofy and those got like banned and, you know, I don't know. People always get upset. The same thing with parents always get mad at video games now. So nothing's changed. It's all the same stuff. Yeah, that is true. Are there any other projects that you've worked on like murals, uh, shirts, posters, anything like that? Yeah, I've done a whole variety of stuff. I've done a mural up in the north side. Um, I think, uh, oh, I can't even remember the neighbor now. I feel really bad. Um, I've done t-shirts, um, done murals all over the world. And I always kind of use characters and things that I think will interact with the local audience and kind of bring some joy and some fun to um, what's, what's going on. What's your favorite project that you've worked on so far? What are they typically about, or what is the project about? Well, I got a, at one time I got to do a whole line of uh, of skateboard decks for this uh, this skateboard line produced in Thailand, and it was really fun to one do a bunch of real psychedelic superhero art. I like superheroes, but it was also fun because I got to turn skateboarders into superheroes. And even though I think you know times have changed and sports and stuff like that's popular. Like, still growing up when I grew up, like, the idea that you could think of, like, a skateboarder as a superhero, I find kind of amusing and funny um, that they have, like, these superpowers and they do all these crazy things and that, in some ways, they're, like, role models. And so that was, like, really fun to kind of do that. And then um, I've worked a lot with this label called Unknown to the Unknown and Hot House, there's a couple subdivisions in the UK. And uh, the guy who runs that label like likes my drawings and saw some of my really old work, and he always just kind of comes to me with really weird ideas, and just lets me like freak out. And so most recently, I got to do a huge like triple LP, like three record set with the cool full color cover, and it's just kind of fun to do some of those projects where you get to have a bigger canvas and kind of do something a little wilder, and someone's into it and excited, and it looks really cool when you see it. You're like, oh, it's out in the real world, it exists. Sounds like you were really having fun with that. Yeah, good. And I and I don't know. I guess maybe that's part of it too. I like using all those retro and things too. So I think they they're always kind of have an era of fun to them. And I like to do work that's fun and have fun while I'm doing it. I get a giggle every time I draw. <laughs> I've also heard that you like to collect cool retro items. Is there any kind of things that you specifically like to collect? No, I'm I have a really bad problem. I like all kinds of cute weird or freaky looking things from toys to uh, games to records um, I think too a lot of even um, what you think about when I talk about art comes from my like I'm also a DJ and so I've always been about collecting records and different sources and DJing is so much about putting together different things and new contexts and new sentences and choosing different music together so I think that kind of aesthetic um, not only is an audio thing, but also affects like visual arts or just your everyday life. What is your favorite retro item or the best retro item that you've ever owned out of your like collection? Oh, I can't pick just one. That's impossible. It's tough. That's tough. <laughs> are, are there any select few? Like any like specific ones that you usually you know like? That that I like. Um. No, I mean, I definitely have a bunch of old, like, action figures that I had when I was growing up that I that I always like to look at. And it's not as much that they were a retro. Well, I guess it is a retro, but there was, like, a period, I guess, in the 80s back, you know, when children played with toys. 
um, and before everything just became like big, like now it's all Marvel or toy franchises that are like kind of licensed. So I have a lot of like kind of bootleg toys mm -hmm. and just like weird toys that were they're just kind of strange. And I like that there used to be like really ugly and weird toys that kids got to play with. Um, what is your fondest childhood youth memory that you have? Oh man, see, these, are, these are tough questions too. I don't, I don't know. I'm old. I don't remember childhood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I guess I'm stumped now. I think childhood it was just fun to be able to like have fun and play with stuff and just get to like you know freak out and like have your friends over and the idea that you could like spend a whole day like doing nothing but like digging a hole and playing with some action figures and like running around that's pretty that's pretty fun that does sound really fun honestly yeah in your opinion what was the best thing from the 90s the best thing from the 90s Ooh. oh okay that's easy i i would say the explosion of zines and underground publishing and kind of these ideas of alternative cultures and communities being able to connect um across the country and the globe that was a pretty exciting thing to to be a part of Aside from rave parties and craziness, too. So, what about raves? Did you ever go to one? Yes, I went to quite a few raves. Well, what was your experience usually at, like, raves? It was just really fun and exciting to go into, like, abandoned buildings or places in towns that you never had been to or would never go to and end up in a room with thousands of people dancing and freaking out till like six or eight in the morning or until the cops came and told everyone to go home um that's crazy man that's crazy times those sound really crazy <laughs> hey, can you can you imagine like thousands of people getting together and like it's not getting broken up by the cops or something bad happening nowadays like i don't know like and not being like a corporate sponsored event by like a soft drink company or like a shoe brand we're just like, hey, we're going to do a really weird party and all the weirdos are going to come and we're going to freak out and have fun and everyone's going to have fun and then go home. Would you recommend going to a rave? Yeah. If you could if you could take a time machine back to like the 90s and go to like a real rave, I think it would totally be worth it. What are you going to be doing later tonight? I'm actually, in true Chicago fashion, finishing working a long day at my day job and then packing up my bags and going to DJ at the van store on State Street for like their opening party event with Knox Fortune, um, a local rapper and producer and songwriter guy. Have fun. It sounds like you're going to have a lot yeah, of fun. I think so. I don't know. I'll probably be the oldest person there. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? No, I just feel real old now thinking about the 80s and 90s. So thank you. Thank you so much, Logan. Awesome. Thank you for talking to me. Hello, everyone, and we're back. Thank you for sticking around. Again, my name is Oscar. My name is Gerardo. And we're going to go back, literally, and talk about cartoons. That, again, <laughs> the cartoons that take us back. Now, I'm pretty sure that if anybody here listening watches cartoons, you're familiar with similar networks like Jetix or 4Kids. Now, Gerardo, real briefly, do you want to share a cartoon that you used to watch? I used to watch a lot, but my favorite, 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 favorite cartoon was... No, say favorite one more time, please. <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite cartoon was... um. I'm going to go with... um, like. 
Oh no, he doesn't have a favorite. <laughs> I do, but I have to think about it, man. Ha, I beat you. My favorite cartoon from back then was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yes, for sure. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Ninja Turtles. So it's not just from back then. I still absolutely love them, and I can't stop raving about them. Now, the reason I say this that I, you know, they were my favorite. Specifically, when looking back, is because I preferred their older cartoons. In my opinion, they were a little more, a little more hardcore, if you will, a little more, a little more violence in the cartoons. I guess I'm not gonna go out and out on a limb and say, "Hey, I love violence," but they were just a little cooler, in my opinion. Whereas nowadays, they're just more, just chilling and eating pizza. But I don't know anything about that. And it's just the animation that turned me away. But what do you think? I mean, at a time when when I used to have cable, I. I remember my dad and I we would sit down and watch um old cartoons like w- like the like the Pink Panther Pink Panther yeah or Tom and Jerry but I love Tom, Tom and, and Jerry. Jerry dude uh I just got mad that Tom never beats Jerry Jerry and yeah yeah I well just, I mean that's kind of the point of the cartoon imagine Tom and Jerry with Jerry gone it would yeah. just be Tom the Tom <laughs> show I mean for a, for a, for a kids show especially one that is like as like it's like that's Ace as well as Tom and Jerry. Now looking back, they, these guys, Tom was a savage. He would pull out a shotgun on Jerry. <laughs> I don't see guns in cartoons anymore. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you saw a gun in a cartoon? Mm, uh, no. Yeah, no. no. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> that was some savagery right there. He would chase Jerry right back to his hole. But uh, so yeah, that was like when we had killed. But when we like stopped. Having a cable, um, I would wake up very early in the Saturday mornings and turn on the TV because the Saturday morning shows were like... That it was, was on. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There was Yu-Gi-Oh! There was, there was Sonic, Sonic. There was Teenage Mutant Dra- Ninja Turtles. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. All these yeah. classic shows on there. Man, where does the time go? <sighs> Out your back pocket, apparently. <laughs> Oh, my God. Forget it. We're no longer the nostalgia show. We're the year old show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I wanted to share a personal piece that our group has come up with, and we hope that you guys enjoy it. It's pretty cool. And uh, please take a listen. of our media comes from a multitude of online platforms that are easily accessible. In an instant, the web, which we utilize for wide access to information, can be used to stream content to our smart devices. Content such as music, movies, online videos, games, and much more are available instantly to stream. We've been spoiled with instantaneous access to our content. So why don't we just go completely digital? What purpose does the physical format serve? Wow! Well, when I was young, I would lump my portable CD player around my back pocket. It was exciting for me to have music on the go. When I would watch movies, I'd pop a cassette into the telly 
or boot up the DVD player. I could rummage through piles of films and take forever choosing one. I grew up playing Nintendo 64. It was the hottest gaming platform at the time. It's me, Mario! I could spend hours playing, but got fed up with the upkeep required to play the games. It's no joke, you really gotta blow into those cartridges. Nowadays, I do almost everything on my smartphone. I'll listen to my favorite songs on YouTube with my Bluetooth headphones. I could stream movies from Netflix and Hulu. And play mobile games like Slither.io. Looking back, I wouldn't mind taking a leap back through time. Why you always lying? Overall, I appreciate the modern conveniences of physical formats, like the superior picture on a Blu-ray and 4K disc, and the crisp and undeniably higher quality of music on a record table. However, in my opinion, I would prefer digital content more so because of the convenience it provides and the mobility it allows for its content. All right, everyone, we wanted to say goodbye and we wanted to thank you all for listening. We want to give thanks to all of our fellow students here who helped in producing this show. And we also wanted to thank Melissa, Emilio, Jerry, Gael, Damien, and of course, Logan. This is the What's Up, and be sure to stick around for La Mesita coming up next right here. Yay, La Mesita! Woo! That's what's up. And remember, you are listening to WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, your locali in Little Village. Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing... Production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at YolokaliArtsReach.org for more. to LPN 
LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, and Little Village. And right now we have Peace Riot. Want to introduce yourselves? Um, hi, I'm Ricky, and I'm vocals and guitar. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm one of the guitarists. I'm Isaac. I play the banjo. Um, I'm Sam. I play the drums. And I'm Marie. And I'm <laughs> Natalie. So basically, you've got a few questions before your wonderful performance. Um, why not Spanish music? Because I know that you're a rock band, but like I know most people who do come from Cicero, or most bands, like why not Spanish music? Um, I think, well, for me mostly. I mean, I love Spanish music and everything, but it's just that, I don't know, I just, uh, I prefer to go towards um, more rock, because it's like, well, I just love the way that it is and stuff, especially you know the strokes and everything. It, it, they're they're really great, and well, that's why I chose more rock than Spanish music. Um, for me, I prefer rock music for two reasons. One of them is I'm Hispanic, but I was never taught Spanish growing up, so that's one of my little downfalls. And another reason is because I kind of grew up with rock music. Same. My mom never taught me Spanish. <laughs> I, I mean, like. I basically, I mean, I write lyrics. Well, Ricky and I, we co-write lyrics, and uh, we write them in English. So, I mean, eventually we'll do some Spanish, right? Yeah. Nice. Do you have anything to comment about, about that? Uh, my father, like, taught me a bunch of Spanish songs when I was younger, and, like, I wanted to try something new, so, yeah. Um, how did you guys meet? So, um, I knew this dude, Isaac... Um, since like kindergarten, um, I met Peter like a month ago, <laughs> <laughs> and um, Ricky I knew since my freshman year of high school. It was uh, actually well, we all met at this club at our freshman um, school called DMC. It was a digital media club. It was really fun. But uh, the way that we all started as a band, we were technically two bands that formed into one. See, it was. Ricky, Peter, and I, we had a band that was just meant for the turnabout dance at our high school. And we also had, I was also in another band with Ricky, me, and Sam. We were called uh, Ibuprofens. And then, <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't make sense for to have two bands, so we just merged into one. And now we're the Peace Riots. Are you good? Um, about Peace Riots, like, what's up with the name? Like, what's up with the... Like the story, <laughs> even really. <laughs> uh, that's complicated. <laughs> um, well, as he said, they were a band, and then we were a band. So then, um, I don't know. We we um, me, Isaac, and Ricky had a band with another dude named Jordy, and then we he he didn't want to do it anymore. But we kind of came with the name Peace Rides with that. Anybody else have like another story to that? I love oxymorons and like peace riots. I don't know. I'm into punk music, and when I think of riots, I think mosh pits, and then there's peace, and it's like, wow, oxymoron. Love it, right, Peter? Yes. Oh my god. Um. Why rock? Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rock band. I mean. Why not? Oh. I mean, I probably I was like, let's do jazz, and they were like, what jazz? That's dead. And I was like, okay, what's what's next to dead? And they're like, rock music. It's pretty dead. Pretty dead, but it's like, yeah, result. Oh my god. Um, 
Any musical differences within the band? <laughs> um, this might start a controversy, but I do not like um, most country or K-pop. But uh, let's first start with like Ricky and Peter, because they're, they're they're the ones that have the most similar music tastes. The Strokes, Radiohead, Muse. Um, well, for me. I guess it all started when I was like, I guess video games, you know, because I'll be playing like when I was younger, my cousin saw, you know, Call of Duty and all, and they have like these hardcore, you know, what's called rock songs, you know. With you listen to Mac DeMarco. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, and then when it came to me, I'm like, I'm really into every type of music, but I'm primarily, you know, Midwest emo, American football, uh, also like punk music as well. And that's where I get my most inspiration. I was gonna say, like, especially with him not liking, you know, K-pop and country. Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> talk about that. I mean, K-pop is dope. I guess, like, it's cool. I at least I, I know like a few songs from them, and like I take inspiration from them because I think it's really impressive to be dancing, singing, and doing all that stuff like all together. I'm like, wow. Like, I want to do that, but you know, I have the banjo slash bass, so I can't really dance. <laughs> Um, have you ever had happy accidents in your music? Oh, actually, for uh, one of our originals, uh, we were in my friend Isaac's house in um, the basement and stuff. And I remember I was trying to play like this one song, but I ended up playing it wrong. But like, it, well, I just um, it I kept on going with it. It bloomed. It, it just, it just, you know, it just it grew. It was like nurturing a small child. <laughs> I mean, we're not Bob Ross, but I was. I, I mean, Ricky kind of looks like Bob Ross if you look, if you look really hard <laughs> enough. Oh my God! Ricky will play something on the guitar, and I'll be like, "Okay, uh, music theory processing. I I know how to turn this into a good tree." Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> I was like speaking about what is it different music. I'm like, have you ever had like a like a um a confrontation or not even like that like difficulties within the band? No, no, not that I know of. <laughs> I mean, not yet. I mean, it's like, I mean, we're all, we're almost there, right? Difficulties within the music. I mean, I'm I'm gonna start one right now. Ricky, <laughs> your hat is only okay. <laughs> you know, that's your opinion, and I appreciate that. Thank it's you. It's my own me. wrong opinion. <laughs> but I mean, with any other great uh great band, you know, um. There's always going to be controversies and everything, and we could only, what's it called, move forward from from those things. And yeah. Are you all from Cicero? Yes. Weirdly <laughs> <laughs> uh, enough, uh, I'm from Cicero, but I'm borderline. If I go across the street, I'm in Berwyn, so I'm both <laughs> Berwyn and Cicero. Cicero. <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> I've um, I've lived um in Chicago for a few years, and then you know went to Berwyn, and then eventually for most of my life I stayed in Cicero. So, Chicago artist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I was gonna say like since you guys are like majority from Cicero and then Cicero born, um, like <laughs> sorry for that, sorry for the butcher, um, like do you identify like you know like when people say like oh like from Cicero like they identify mostly with Chicago like how do you feel about that? Um, from me personally, no comment. 
if someone asks me, it's like, where you're from? And they don't know where Cicero is. I'm going to say I'm from Naperville. I'm a rep in Naperville. <laughs> like, everybody wants to rep Chicago, but nah, I need Naperville. Naperville needs some love, bro. Cicero. <laughs> no, well, I mean, <laughs> I'd say, well, if someone asked me where I'm from, I, I'd probably say Cicero. But, I mean, most of the time, they don't even know where that is. So, yeah, I'd be like, oh, Chicago. And like, oh, Chicago, the Windy City. Good, Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that basically wraps up our interview, and yeah. Um, I'm Natalie. And I'm Marie. And this is Peace Riot. Hi, Mom. Peace Riot. Yes. Now say that interview. You are listening to LPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, your locality in Little Village. WLPN, by the way. WLPN. Bye.
You are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM London Radio, broadcasting live from Studio I, Yolo Kali in Little Village. And this is Peace Riots. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Well, as they said, we are the Peace Riots. And this first song that we're going to be playing for you, it's called Modern Age. next song it's it's an original yeah it's called somebody else all right 
say it to my face In your favorite place You could never be The one for me Fall in love with somebody who isn't me Your feelings were never really true I hate the way you look at me I'm not crying Leave me alone You're the one Who acts like somebody else Fall in love with somebody who isn't me Your feelings were never really true I hate the way you look at me So we are the Peace Riots, and just upcoming events. Uh, check us out on Instagram. We at the Peace Riots, lowercase no, uh, no spaces. We are having an event coming up April six at six o'clock. We are having a concert. Peter and I we're hosting a concert in his backyard. In the meantime, enjoy our next song. Animals would hide behind the rocks 
Is that the little fish? Who would come and try and talk to me, Koi Koi? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Way out in the water, see it swimming. Thank you. That was Where Is My Mind? Where Is My Mind? You already know that uh, 90s stuff. Alright, next song I wrote, especially for Ricky. It's a love song for him. But it could also be for any of guys listening. You know, I'm single, you know. You already know. <laughs> we don't judge. Or guys. So anyways, hope you guys like it. It's called Devil on the Dance Floor.
Peter for that ending beautiful solo at the end. Amazing, amazing. Alright, so we're gonna try something new. Alright, Ricky. Oh, I think you know what to do. So I'm gonna say some few words. We're gonna make this poking like Hobo Johnson, right? Right? right. Alright. Are you sure? this off? Let me start this off. Alright. Alright. So all right, all right. Look, look, I got the song in the making, right? Alright. Go say. Hey yo. Okay, okay. Whoa. Okay. Hey yo. Whoa. All right. Yeah, I like, I like, I like that. Like that. Okay, okay. All right. Hey yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey yo, whoa, whoa, hey yo, whoa, whoa. Hey yo. Whoa. sing hey this song yo. for me. Whoa, endless hearts for endless souls for the hearts you stole. Whoa, take my eyes and you will see. number four four okay one two three four another number another number seven. all right one two three four five six seven
I'm gonna fight them all. A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. They're gonna rip it off. Taking their time right behind my back. And I'm talking to myself at night, cause I can't forget. Far from this opera forevermore I'm gonna work this strong Make this sweat bleed out of every pore And I'm bleeding and I'm bleeding and I'm bleeding Right before the Lord Cute, I swear he looks cute. We're freestyling now. Keep it going. Woo! Isaac with that red guitar is matching with his sweater. And I'm bleeding and I'm bleeding right behind the Lord. Sam dropped the symbol, but it works no more. Course time. Rendition of seven Our rendition nation. of Siete Nacion. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. It's <laughs> all part of the song, you know, you know. That's how we roll. Oh. We can't stop now. <laughs> this uh this right, next so song though. <laughs> this next song 
it's um something special to me, something that we all came up with. Yep. Um well hope you guys enjoy. It's called basement. As uh Ricky starts playing the guitar right here, I wanna say Ricky, Peter, Banjo Isaac, Sam. We are the Peace Rides. Hope you guys follow us on Instagram. Give it up for this radio station.
unfortunately, that's our last song. So <laughs> we were the Peace Riots. And thank you all for tuning in. All right, we're going to play uh, one more due to the contract. No. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. I guess the title of the song is pretty fitting. It's Is This It? an autograph <laughs> hello so basically this is the peer science we had the honor of interviewing you we had the honor of having you perform for us thank you for having us oh thank you thank you <laughs> i'm in the wrong camera i'm sorry guys uh, it happens <laughs> <laughs> um and next week on april 6th lamacita is gonna have amira a palestinian i'm so sorry if i'm butchering this a palestinian american artist who we're gonna have the honor of interviewing and performing with us too and again, this is La Masita. You are listening to WOPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y in Little Village. Again, this is the Pierce Riots. Thank you so much for performing us and letting us interview you. Thank you for having thank us. You thank you. Thank you. Hope everyone has a good day. Shy Town.